Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com and click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. And while you're there, please check out the thousands of articles and podcasts. It's a little bit of everything, so uh, be sure to check it out. We're one of the top independent news sources in the entire country. Uh, giving hard-working news. Uh, we've got everyone from doctors to blue-collar workers over at America Out Loud. You really do get a little bit of everything. I highly recommend you guys go check that out if you have not done so already. We appreciate you tuning in tonight. We've got another big show. Going to talk about a lot of different subjects, but I'm going to start off discussing uh, Diane Feinstein and the recent push to get her to resign from her position. Democrat Ro Khanna came out and uh, told her that she basically has to go since she never shows up for work. Yet here we have John Fetterman, who's only a couple months into his uh, term, and he's not showing up for work at all. Um, he's completely brain dead most likely and they want him to come back and keep voting probably because he can be easily manipulated but we hear nothing about removing him from his seat obviously diane feinstein is you know close to 90 years old and she is past her prime and probably should be gone well she definitely should be gone but if you go down that route what about nancy pelosi what about uh, joe biden i mean there's a lot of people that are past their prime should have been out of here a long time ago that the Democrats should be talking about getting rid of. But I think it's because they want one of their golden childs, like that Katie Porter, uh, who got shut down by Piers Morgan a few nights ago uh, because she, her defense of transgenders. Or they want Adam Schiff to take Diane Feinstein's spot. They want to be able to hand-select who it is on their terms. They don't want an election uh, for a new person to take her spot. They just want to be able to hand-select uh, who it will be. That will ultimately be on Gavin Newsom, and uh, he would likely pick someone like an Adam Schiff. Rob, what are your thoughts on De Ro Khanna and other Democrats coming out and saying that Diane Feinstein needs to go? Well, Andrew, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in tonight. You and I, we've been talking about Diane Feinstein ever since Diane Feinstein went missing. We have, we too have said, where is she hiding? It's just unfortunate that the media, established media, is just now catching up to After Dark with Robin Andrew. And as we've said before, we come on every night to report the news, we give our commentary, but we also give you unfiltered, true, factual stories that are taking place, and one of them is Diane Feinstein. She has been missing in action for quite some time. Even when she is on the Hill, it seems as if though she's not on the Hill. And we have been picking up on the little nuances of her looking like a deer in headlights, like an empty shell, like a zombie, even during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. She wasn't on her A-game. And in fact, some of the other senators, I think Kamala Harris, for one, got mad at her because they felt that she was being really lenient on Brad Kavanaugh. And that was under the Trump administration, of course, when he was nominated and then eventually, you know, 
approved to be on the Supreme Court, but Katanji Brown Jackson. And wait, wait, before Katanji Brown, we had Amy Coney Barrett and the questions that she had for her. They were completely in left field. I don't think she was present during uh, Katanji Brown. No, no, she was present because they wouldn't have needed her vote. But in any event, she was there, but she wasn't there because she she has this like blank look. And as you said, this woman will soon be 90 years old. What is she bringing to the table exactly other than a body? And the only reason why she hasn't stepped down and resigned is because she wants to go down in history as being the longest serving female senator. That's it. In the byline, well, not the byline, but in her obituary, let's just be honest here, when she does meet her maker, when she finally relinquishes the ghost, it will be in her byline that she was one of the longest serving, well, not one, but she was the longest serving female senator. That's it. There's nothing else of consequential that she's done. I mean, I remember that she did become the mayor of San Francisco when Harvey Milk, the first gay mayor, was assassinated. I think it was during the 70s or the 80s. She took on the role, and then from there, she hopscotched up to D.C. But that will be her claim to fame, the longest-serving female senator. Who was she serving? I don't know, because she's missing all types of votes. And Andrew, as I said before on one of our shows— this is when the House of Representatives should take advantage of her being of her missing in action, as well as John Fetterman. They could have pushed through an impeachment of Joe Biden, got it all the way to the Senate because the Senate has to vote on it, and we could have had gotten got rid of Joe Biden. You see how I'm thinking? But see, they weren't thinking that way. She was out as well as John Fetterman. They would have needed to be there to cast a vote. They weren't there. They were missing in action. So all the more reason. The Republicans should have said, we're going to rimrod through, rush through an impeachment of Joe Biden. Because eventually it has to go to the Senate to vote on, to remove him out of office. But I dare say, even with that, you would probably have some uh, Republican senators who probably wouldn't have gone along with it. They probably would have just like acquiesced and said, oh, no, let him stay in. Because we have, we're yet to hear the word impeachment attached to Joe Biden's time in the office. Of all presidents who should be impeached and removed, of all presidents whereby they should invoke the 25th Amendment, it should be on Joe Biden because he's not fit to serve. Yes, folks, you heard that right. He is not fit to serve the highest office in the nation. Now I'll say president, because as a resident, you know, you can't impeach him, but he's unfit to serve. He should be removed, ceremoniously kicked out of office, impeached. And I think that Republicans could have made a move if they were savvy enough, if they knew how to fight. Donald Trump showed them how to fight, but they fail when it's time to fight. They're afraid to fight. You look at what happened in Tennessee a week ago when they expelled the two 
black House members. And rightfully so, for misconduct, for creating a riot, for interrupting proceedings of the House with a bullhorn and screaming all types of things, trying to get the young people all enticed and excited. So they expelled them. And they were looking at expelling three, but they only expelled two, the two black guys who are completely incompetent. One of them we're finding out, and, and by the way, both of their names is Justin. One of we're finding that one of the Justins was uh, attacked a, I think, a police car, and then a pedestrian's doing the riots of Black Lives Matter. Now, he should be in jail cooling his heels, but I think, thanks to Kamala Harris and her support for legal fees for these characters, he got out. And somehow he managed to be voted to the House of Representatives in Tennessee. Of all the qualified people out there, you have to go and find this guy. So back to the story. So the Republicans there decided, well, we're going to kick out these three, two black guys, both named Justin, and then the one white lady. And she considered herself a middle-aged white lady. That's the reason why I say that. So when it came time for the vote, and they voted the first guy out, then the second guy, when they got ready to vote her out, she pleaded, oh, don't vote me out. Please don't. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I was just a bystander. I, went, I talked about this on one of our other shows. I, I was just a bystander. Please don't. And what did Republicans do? They caved. And they didn't kick her out. And just as soon as they caved, she ran outside in front of the cameras and said, they didn't kick me out because of racism. They kicked out my black colleagues, but they didn't kick me out because I'm a white woman. Now, she's a Democrat also. Republicans don't know how to fight. Because if they knew how to fight, they would have said, well, I don't care if you're purple. We're kicking you out. Your behavior was deplorable. It was deplorable. What do you mean you're just a bystander? You were in on it. So that goes back to what I was saying with Dianne Feinstein. If Republicans knew how to fight, they would have devised a plan and said, we're going to push through an impeachment of Joe Biden. We're going to hurry this along, just rush it through, and then we're going to present it to the Senate. Because we have two senators that are out. John Fetterman, he's on leave because of mental issues. The man had mental issues before he even went to the, uh, to the Senate. And as we've said before, it was his wife. You know, you have these wives that are like Clytemnestra the Greek uh, trilogy, that are only looking out for themselves, and, and Lady Macbeth, only looking out for the power for themselves, not for the husbands. It's me, me, me. Reminds me of your Jill Biden, huh? She's the same way with Joe. But they could have rushed this through, taken it to the Senate, and we could have hoped they would have kicked Joe out. But Republicans didn't do it. They oh, let's just wait. Let's just play. So there we are stuck with Diane Feinstein, 90 years old. She's feeble. We've talked about this on several of our shows. So the media is just playing catch up. Now, Ro Khanna, who's a, rep a Democrat representative from California, a lot of people say he's moderate. And you know they, they try to, when they say they, the uh, right-wing media, they try to give him props and say, well, he's not as bad as the others. No, he's bad as the others. When you can't call out the damage that your party is doing to the country, you're bad. When you can't call out your party's head, Joe Biden, 
you're bad. Now, I kind of agree, believe it or not, with Nancy Pelosi when she's saying, I think this is just about this is an attack on women. Because why aren't they calling out some of the other men to go out? What was the guy's name, she said, who was uh, on the, the Senate? Why didn't they call him to step down? Well, the Democrats weren't calling him to step down, but Republicans were. And I know that after dark with Robin Andrew, we were even saying, why did he even get that far? Because the media propped him up. The media gave him cover. So people are calling him to step down the same way they're calling for Joe Biden to step down, Nancy Pelosi. They're calling for him to step down, but you guys keep giving them cover. I mean, you yourself, Nancy, said that, oh, he's the best president for this time. But what time is that? The time to destroy America and its values? So there is an outcry for these guys to step down, but your party isn't saying it because your party want to keep these radicals in place. Diane Feinstein, they want her out because she's too moderate for their taste. Like you said, they want this woman, Katie Porter, to take her spot or Adam Schiff, who's the biggest liar. If Californians vote for him to take that position, they're nuts. And as we said on last night's show, Californians, they get what they deserve because they keep putting in these radicals who are only self-serving. They don't care about the people. They want to turn the country upside down. But see, they're immune from it because they're living in an ivory tower while you people down below, you plebeis, are having to suffer the consequences of their bad policies. So they want Diane out because they're not sure how she'll vote with their radical policies, and they want to put in, let's say, an Adam Schiff. Or a Katie Porter, and as you mentioned, Piers, uh, was it Piers Morgan? He exposed her. And Andrew, I didn't know. I remember yes. you talking about her on one of the shows before, but she apparently got a pot of boiling potatoes and dumped it on her husband because he was asking for supper. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. You can't make this up. Yeah, were that you, person were, sounds mentally stable. <laughs> oh, my God. When you first brought her name up, I, I have to be in the, in the all honest, I thought she was the other uh, politician who turned out to be a lesbian who was combing her staffer's hair in the buff. I can't remember. Do you remember that that uh, that politician, that woman? K- Katie Hill, I believe. K- Katie Hill. See, I thought Katie Porter was her. I mean, I guess because of the Katie's. And then when I read more, I'm like, oh, this is a woman with the hot potatoes. Her husband was asking for a meal. I, they, they might be divorced now. I don't know. But she got mad. <laughs> and she decided to take a pot of boiling a pot of potatoes and dump it on him. I mean, you, you cannot make this stuff up. I mean, these Democrats, they're radical. They're vicious. They're mean. And they will dump a pot of boiling potatoes on you if you ask for supper. I mean, why couldn't she just go in the kitchen and just make the man some supper? Yeah, Democrats would probably say, oh, she's a strong woman. She she showed him. <laughs> oh, yeah, she showed him, that toxic man. How dare he <laughs> ask her to go in and put the supper on the table, put food on the table. But that's your role. You see, that's another problem with the Democrat Party. They've forgotten their traditional roles. I mean, they want to attack the man and say that the man, they're not living up to their potential, and they're not doing this and doing that. But when the man tries to do it, they want to attack him. Hey, I want to say hats off to all the men out there in America. I'm not going to even say the real man, because you can't have a fake man. Hats off to all the men in America, because 
you got these radical women on the left who have just like completely emasculated or trying to emasculate the world of men. You would think that they would see that's what's happening with Diane Feinstein. No, but they won't. When it serves them, they're okay with it. It has a it, the, the the Democrat Party. This is this fits into their narrative that we can get rid of her and then put in Adam Schiff. And I don't know about you, Andrew, but I see Adam Schiff as being a beta male. He's a big time liar. Don't get me wrong; he's a liar. But if he got into a fight, a fist fight, he's going down. <laughs> Yeah. He's he's going down, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have much confidence in old uh, pencil neck in a fist fight. That's for <laughs> sure. He definitely <laughs> does not look like uh, he's packing much of a punch with those uh, little boogie arms of his. <laughs> but he's he's a, a big time liar. But as far as a fight, I think Diane Feinstein could probably take him on also, even with her uh, her mental issues that she's going on. But just going back to what you're saying. You would think that they would say, hey, why haven't they called out Joe Biden? Why hasn't Ro Khanna called out Joe Biden and John Fetterman? Well, he's not going to because he wants Diane out because they see that as a potential hole for the Democrat Party. And, you know, Republicans got to gotta go after them also. I mean, I just call it balls and strikes. They should have already had a candidate in place that could take that seat. Now, those people will say, oh, it's a lost cause because it's predominantly Democrat. Republicans have got to start strategizing. Even if you have to say, let's move some people there, let's support moving families there, groups of people there that can steal that vote. That's what Democrats do. Look at all the Democrats that have moved to Florida. Yeah, they're moving there because of the failed policies of the blue states. But before long, those rascals will start complaining and forming a little coalition. And Andrew, before you know it, Florida will become a battleground state again. Yeah, absolutely. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday to Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. 
Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. So I guess, Andrew, our topic tonight is on women and I don't know what about women, but you got a lot of women that are out there that are either they're not performing. Wait a minute. Okay, folks, I didn't mean it that way. Okay. I mean, not performing on the job. We're not talking about Kamala Harris tonight. (laughs) Well, you know, she is a a big time (laughs) performer. And I'm surprised. I really am surprised that her past has not been plastered up there the way a man's past would be if he had slept around. Well, well, look at Donald Trump. Look at all the attacks that they put on him for having all these women. I mean, he likes beautiful women. There's nothing wrong with that. He's an alpha male. Men like looking at beautiful women. Nothing wrong with that. But the way they attack him is if there's something wrong with him. And it's toxic. It's toxic. It's toxic. And I guess that's the reason why they're allowing the situation with Jean Carroll to proceed with her saying that Trump slandered her. Now, of all the court cases that are out there, Andrew, had she had, had the case been that he raped her and she was following a suit, I'm like, okay, the statute of limitation. But I think Andrew Cuomo came in and said, there's no statute of limitation. I could, Mike, like, okay, maybe it's a long stretch. But for her to say, that he slandered her, that he li- he said that she's lying, he never did anything to her, and a judge wants to hear that case? Now think about this. A, a judge in Manhattan has agreed to allow her case – let me look at this because I wrote it down. Uh, an appellate court's judge, Lewis Kaplan – and by the way, he was nominated by none other than Bill Clinton, the horn dog himself – has agreed to allow her case to move forward. I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer. I went to journalism school, so I did study some law. I like to read legal proceedings. I have participated in a lot of grand juries, and I've been a juror on many occasions in my life. So I'd like to think that I have a working knowledge as to how the law works, and especially judges. And the fact that this judge is allowing this case to proceed, that Trump slandered her when he said, no, this didn't happen. She's a liar. It's unbelievable. Now, I say that in a sense, in the real world sense, it's unbelievable. But in the make-believe world, the world that we want to get Trump, I believe it. Because these judges aren't exercising jurisprudence. Their whole thing is, we want to do everything we can. We want to stack the law against Trump. We want to tie him down with all these frivolous lawsuits. We want everything exposed so that people will hate him more. Well, I got news for these judges. People already think the worst of him. What more can you do? This is a waste of taxpayer money. It's a waste of jurors' time and effort, 
And how can he get a fair trial in a situation like this? Well, all the jurors are prejudiced against him. Now, I spoke about this on one of our other shows, Andrew, about these judges. I, I just want to repeat it again. So this judge, Lewis Kaplan, was nominated and appointed by Bill Clinton, who's sitting on the bench. He's going to allow this defamation lawsuit that took place in 2019 to move forward. And it's actually in the D.C. Court of Appeals. Okay, no big surprise there. And what's interesting about this is that technically, when Trump made these made the statement, he made them as a federal employee. So it should be the government defending this. And believe it or not, folks, the government wanted to take this case. They wanted to be made the defendant so that they would have to defend these charges against her. But you know what? A judge said, oh, no, you can't do that. It has to be Donald Trump. Because they knew had the government stepped in, the case would have been dismissed. Folks, you got to know the history. You got to know the government. You got to know how the legal proceedings work. And you have to understand how our government works. Because what's happening right now is that the media is lying to you. This case should not be heard. Yes, she can bring forth a case against Trump, but what would have happened is that the government would have said, we're going to dismiss this because he's a federal employee. He made these comments as a federal employee, and it was not meant to besmirch her in any shape, form, or fashion. But even if that were the case, look at how they constantly besmirch Donald Trump, and he can't sue. Because if you're a public figure, the rules, the standards are a lot higher. So that's this judge, Court of Appeals, Lewis Kaplan. And there are some other judges that are out there that I just want to go through. Again, I think it's worth mentioning because I want you guys to understand it. Juan Merchant, who is hearing the 34 indictment case against Trump brought in by uh, George Soros' DA, Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg is supposed to be the district of attorney. He's supposed to prosecute crimes. He's supposed to protect the people, not be a defendant attorney, which is what he's trying to act as. So these 34 charges that he just tr cooked up that all read the same thanks to a person who used to work in his office, Mark Pomerantz, who wrote the book, The People versus Trump. And if you read the book, I haven't read it, just excerpts. This is a case that Alvin Bragg is bringing before Judge Juan Merchant, who happens to be a Democrat, who has donated money to the Democrats. Now, albeit the monies were small, I think it was $25 or $10. But even with that, why is he hearing this case? Well, Alvin Bragg purposefully went out and sought him out. He looked at the dockets and he saw who was available, and he knew that this guy had already presided over the people versus Trump organization, whereby Trump CFO Alan Weisenberg was found guilty. Guilty that he did not report money that he received on his tax returns. So we're going to put him in jail. Meanwhile, you have killings and shootings on a daily basis on the streets of Manhattan. They go to court. D.A. Alvin Bragg reduced the charges from a felony to a misdemeanor. Go figure. This same judge also heard the case against Steve Bannon. And you want to tell me that this guy isn't being prejudiced toward Trump or the Trump organization or anyone affiliated with Trump? Now, I see why Jim Jordan is coming to town this week. We mentioned that on last night's show, but we're going to talk about it again. Let's continue with the judges, because I think it's, it's interesting, and we need to know what we're up against here. Uh, let's see here. Here is another judge, Mary Kay Bassacall. Oh, no, no. She was appointed by Trump, and she's the one who is allowing Jim Jordan to come to New York City and get 
Alvin Bragg's paperwork for coming up with the indictment against Trump. So she's a good one so far. She's a good judge. We like her. Okay, the next judge in, let's see, uh, I think there is a judge in, yep, here we go, the judge in Georgia. There's a case that's going on in Georgia. The DA, another George Soros DA, Fannie Willis. She's brought a case against Trump saying that Trump was trying to overthrow the Georgia election simply because on a phone call, on a phone call that we have all heard, and we heard the phone call before she decided to come up with these charges, that Trump was just asking the Secretary of State, I think it's Rassenberger, can you find 11,000 votes? Surely there are 11,000 votes. I'm only down by 11,000. No, how is that obstructing justice? How is it trying to overthrow an election? Because candidates say it all the time. But D.A. Fannie Willis, who has George Soros's money behind her, decided, oh, I need to bring charges against him. And of course, George Soros probably contacted her and told her to do it. So she's bringing charges against Trump. And the judge in that case, Judge Robert McBurney, he's also a Democrat, decided to let the case be heard. Again, these judges could have very easily said, there's nothing to hear here. I'm going to dismiss this without prejudice. In addition to that, he also allowed some of the testimony that took place in the grand jury, which is supposed to be a private proceeding, to be leaked. Well, not leaked, but to be released to the public. He also gave a clearance for Emily Coors. You guys know who Emily is? Well, Emily happened to be the foreperson of the grand jury. And she's the one who went on a media junket, and I think she's a weaken, which means that she's into witchcraft. And she was saying, oh, yeah, she wanted to swear Trump in, and she wanted to say, can you tell the truth, nothing about the truth? And she was just peppering the media with all this information. Now, you would think that a judge would have heard this and saw this and said, nope, we've got to redo this. We've got to kick this out because now you have prejudiced a jury pool. But you know what the judge said? Oh, she's, she's within her rights to do that. It's okay. I'm okay with that. This is a judge who in any ordinary time would have said, this is wrong. How can this person get a fair trial? But no one is going to say anything about it. The media is quiet because they're okay with the judge doing this. Now, had this been Obama, oh, they would have cried bloody murder. They would have cried this is racism. But see, they're okay with these attacks being placed on Trump. And folks, hear me out. Even if this were to go to court, and even if they were to say not guilty, the fact that he had to endure this, and even if it were to go to court and they say guilty and then the judge throws it out, it's just the fact that he had to go through it that it went that far. It shouldn't have happened. And if it happens to him, just imagine once this is over and if they don't like you because you don't like their policy, they being the Democrats, their ideology, they will reach out and put the long arm of the law against you. This is a reason why we should all be concerned about this, because this is not good. Let me continue on with the judges. So that's Judge Robert McBurney, who hails from Georgia, the peach state of Georgia. You know, I'm just going through my notes here. Now, Amy Berman, she's the judge, and she's, she's the one who said that Trump has to be disposed, he and Christopher Wray, because of the lawsuit brought by disgraced FBI agent Peter Strzok, who had an affair with Lisa Page. Peter Strzok, if you remember, had sent Lisa Page a text saying, oh, don't worry, Trump will never be nominated. He will never win the election. 
because we put the fix in. Peter Strzok, who went before Congress, went before the Hill and lied and said he didn't do that. And then you got the media protecting him saying, oh, well, he's a private citizen. He can say whatever he wants to say, but you work for the FBI. You work for the FBI and you were also pushing the whole thing with Russia collusion. And you mean to tell me a judge doesn't see anything wrong with that? Well, according to Amy Berman, Trump has to sit before this deposition. And you know what, what she's famous for? Well, she weighed in on Paul Manafort, Roger Stone. She's the one who held over the trial of Roger Stone, who silenced Roger Stone, put a gag order on Roger Stone and said that he could not talk about his case. Meanwhile, the media just like pilted all rocks on him and just attacked him. But she said, Roger, you can't say anything. You got to sit back and you got to take this because we're going to find you guilty. And although this is going to uh, prejudice the jury pool, I don't care. You shouldn't be Trump's friend. That's Judge Amy Berman, an activist judge. She also declared that Bill Barr got it wrong on Russia collusion because there was a there there. Although all the evidence points to there was no there there. Moving along, Judge Burl Howell. He said that Trump's attorney, private attorney, must testify for Jack Smith, the special counsel that Merrick Garland appointed to look at the classified documents that they all knew were at Mar-a-Lago. They all knew the documents were there, folks. And they told them lock and key. And he had them on the lock and key. They knew for a year that the documents were there. Unlike the documents that were found at Joe Biden's vacation home in his garage next to his Mustang Stingray. And it was a green Stingray, by the way. Unlike the documents that were found in Chinatown and Boston that they didn't know about, unlike the documents that Joe Biden has had since he was a senator almost 20 years ago, classified documents. Oh, there's nothing to see here. We're okay with that. But with Trump, well, we want you to look at that. And because now we know that Joe Biden had documents as well as Mike Pence, we also want you to look at Jan 6. Wait a minute, Jan 6, what does that have to do with classified documents? It has nothing at all to do with classified documents. You know it, the American people know it, the White House knows it, but they're hoping that they can fool you and trick you and convince you to think that there is a there there that they can connect it to. And if we had an honest media, they would point out, you can't do this, this is wrong. This is political persecution. But they don't care because it's Donald Trump. And when it involves Donald Trump, these judges become activist judges. But again, I caution you, because if we allow this to move forward, when it's over, precedent has been set. And when it is your turn or someone else you know, they can forget about it. Because these judges rule, rule against them. Let me keep moving on. There was one other judge I wanted to talk about with the Michael Sussman case. And his name was, I think it was Cooper. He's the one who instructed the jurors that they could bring in their personal opinion when they were looking at Michael Sussman and if Michael Sussman should be found guilty of deceiving the FISA court with the Russia collusion story. The same judge had worked previously with Michael Sussman. The same judge's wife repped for, I think it was Lisa Page. And he allowed jurors on the jury pool whose children, I think they played baseball with Michael Sussman's children. And you want to tell me that the fix wasn't in in both of those situations? 
But see, this is what we deal with. You have all these corrupt judges that are sitting before us, giving their opinions and allowing their prejudices to interfere when they give juries instructions. So this just all goes back to what I was saying when I started out with Jean Carroll and her and her uh, lawsuit against Trump. It should have been tossed out. We should not be hearing this. There is nothing there. Trump made a comment. People made comments. Okay, live with it. And you know what else? Guess what else? Who's funding her? Well, that would be Reed Hoffman, who is a billionaire and founder of LinkedIn, the popular business app. He's funding her because she doesn't have the money to bring forth the case. Because when you bring forth the case of this magnitude, you've got filings, you've got inquiries, you've got to do research and all this. She doesn't have that kind of money, but Reed Hoffman does. The media won't bring that out. No, there's nothing wrong with him funding this. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Other than the fact that he hates Trump. Now, imagine how a billionaire went against Barack Obama that way. See, these are the things that we have to remember. And although they seem like there's six degrees of separation, it's far enough for us to say, put the brakes on this. We are corrupting our legal system. We are corrupting the rule of law. We are allowing the rule of law to be used against individuals, private individuals, and that's wrong. But no one wants to call it out. No one wants to call it out. They want to look the other way, Andrew, and pretend and make like there's nothing here to see. It's all okay. It's just one of those things that we're doing. When in actuality, it's more than that. And on After Dark with Robin Andrew, we're going to do our research and we're going to call it out. We're going to call all these judges out. So you should be aware of how they are weaponizing our judicial system. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. Be sure to check us out there and go to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the podcast section, find our full archive of shows, not to mention a ton of other great shows over at AmericaOutloud.com. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. 
Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew in this final half. I'm going to start off discussing uh, something we've seen on the news recently where uh, the liberal media keeps talking about Jack Teixeira and actually acting like they're outraged that he got arrested the way he did because uh, President Trump was not arrested that same way. Jen Psaki on her show came out and acted outraged that President Trump is not being held to the same standard as this little uh, punk kid that leaked all these documents. And it's just absolutely ridiculous because, as we know, they found classified documents all over the place relating to Joe Biden. And the difference is that President Trump could declassify those documents when he was president. Um, They found classified documents from Biden dating back to when he was in the Senate. So this guy's been a criminal for 30 plus years and the Democrat media continues to ignore it. We've also saw in the last week that Joe Biden took his crackhead son, Hunter Biden, overseas with him and uh, made it a point to everyone that he's proud of his son. I guess uh, Hunter had some illegal business dealings to do, perhaps, overseas. So uh, Joe just gave him a ride over on Air Force One and uh, talked him up. This is just completely ridiculous, the state of the media and the state of this administration that we have. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jen Psaki, the double standard, and uh, Joe Biden taking his crackhead son, Hunter, overseas with them? Well, we spoke about last night about uh, Joe taking crackhead Hunter to Ireland. And I'm learning that, I think a couple of years ago, Joe Biden, uh, Hunter and a business partner, they were trying to strike some business deal with uh, an Irish businessman. So he's probably there to try to put it back together. He probably told him, look, I can get dad over here. If you give us a deal, I mean that's that's what's happening. Yeah, nothing sells influence like showing up on Air Force One, huh? Tell me about selling influence. Now we never saw any of this with the Trump children. None of it. Although the media tried to make it up, they they stretched as far as they could, but there was no there there. They tried to do it, Jared Kushner. There was no there there. And you got to remember also is that a president, according to the Constitution can use his own his own personal influence to try and work with other countries, but not the president's son, and not you know an influencing type situation like Hunter is doing. That's wrong. But of course, again, we, we have a media that's not curious. We have a media that's okay with all this. We have a media that's okay with the country falling down. Now on to Jen Psaki. What the hell is she talking about? What type of standards does she feel that Trump should be held to? They raided Mar-a-Lago at private residence. What more does she want? I mean, I don't. I I really don't get these people. Mar-a-Lago should have never been raided. And although the Biden administration says that we are completely unaware of it, uh, KPG Jean Kareem Pierre she says, "Oh, we know nothing about that, and we can't talk about it." But she can talk about everything else. What exactly do these people want other than the fact that they want to keep Trump out of the election? They say that they think that Joe Biden, no, oh, Joe Biden, he can beat, if anybody, he can beat Trump. You even have some right folks on the right saying the exact same thing. 
that the Democrats want to run Trump because they know they can beat him. Well, let's look at this. If that's the case, why are they trying to take him out of the race? What they're hoping and what they're actually saying is that we really don't want him to run because if he runs, we'll have to resort back to our diabolical, cheating, scheming ways that we did in 2020 to convince the American people that Trump didn't win. That's what they're saying. Because if you look at the election closely, you will see, going back to the judges, you had judges creating laws to favor the Democrats, and they weren't supposed to do it. When it comes to election, only the legislatures can do it. Judges are supposed to enforce it, not go in and create and we saw that happen in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Ohio to a degree and in Arizona. Well, no, not Arizona. In Arizona, the legislative body, they just cheated. So when I hear, oh, well, they want, they think they can beat Trump, and you have folks on the right saying this, I'm like, you know, let's just stop it. Yeah, if they cheat, they can. And of course, they will cheat. So what exactly is Jan talking about? And I want to say something else to Jan. You know, I think there's more to this story than what we're hearing about this this 21-year-old, 22-year-old man who had access to these classified documents. It begs the question, why do they have access to these low-level staffers? The same thing happened with Barack Obama, with Chelsea Manning. These people should not have access to this information. I mean, even in corporate America, there's a need-to-know basis that you think that, well, we all work here, so we all have to have, you know, practice confidentiality, but there are certain things that they don't think that other people should know. How is it that this lowly staff person was able to get access to this information? As you said correctly, Andrew, Trump was the president. He can declassify documents anytime. Now, I know that there's some who say, oh, no, there's a process, and there's a this. Well, let's just say, had this been Barack Obama, and they would be saying, oh, he can declassify anytime he's president. But because they don't like Trump, they want to take away his powers and say that he can't do it. Folks, you gotta, I'm, I can't say this enough. These people are lying. And they're very dangerous. They are dangerous to our democracy. They are a threat to our way of life. And they have to be stopped. They have to be stopped. So for Jen Psaki to come out and say that, it's like, well, what about Joe? He had documents when he was a senator. Why did Joe have those documents? And we're being told right now that there's a certain, I think, the gang of eight whatever that means, they're looking at these documents and that the the documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. But so far, nothing has been leaked. So I would venture to say that there's no there there in those documents. Once again. Once again. Now, of course, when the documents were found, the FBI went in, their agents, and just strewed the documents all over the floor as if though Trump was a madman and he had placed the documents there. And they didn't put any context in it. They didn't put any context. No, we just laid them out just to make take pictures of them. Yeah, and they went through Melania's underwear drawer. I mean, <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. But speaking of classified documents, remember uh, former Vice President Pence also had some classified documents. Uh, he's in the news over the weekend. He went to the NRA convention in Indianapolis, and he got booed out of the building in his own home state. 
Uh, he, Mike Pompeo did the right thing, bowing out of the president's race. He said he would not run for president. It's a good idea for Mike Pompeo. He would have gotten embarrassed. Mike Pence should spare himself the embarrassment and just drop out of this race right now. I mean, what's he trying to prove? Well, I think that DeSantis shouldn't get into the race either. I think all these people should just stay on the outside and allow Trump to do what Trump needs to do and support him. And they need to start working on a gang plan now to stop the Democrats from stealing the election. As we mentioned in the top hour, why is Joe there? Joe is mentally disturbed, cognitively disturbed, and they should be asking him to step down, but they won't. They'll let him stay there, although he's over in Ireland. Does He doesn't know if he – well, he was over there. He didn't know if he was going or coming, and he was acting like a tourist. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Oh, ice cream. Oh, this and all that, and they're asking him about – the files, the classified documents that were discovered. He's, well, you know, we got to look into this and we got to make certain this. It's like, really? But you were all over Trump, who was a former president. And you're behaving as if though he was going to take the documents and give them to Russia. Whereas this gamer, the OG, had all the information probably on the server for eight months. So while they were going after Trump, they had documents, classified documents on a server for anyone to look at. So just right. think about this. You know, instead of uh, Trump being treated like uh, Jack Teixeira was treated, why wasn't Vindman treated like Jack Teixeira? He was a leaker. What about the Supreme Court leaker that we still haven't gotten to the bottom of? Uh, sorry, Rob, I just had to go oh, on that Al little no, I'm glad there. you mentioned that. Alexander Vindman, a leaker also. But see, when they leak for the Democrats, they worship that. I mean, you look at the the whistleblowers from the FBI that are calling out Ray, Christopher Ray's practices and their involvement with Jan 6, and the media, they're pretending as though it didn't happen. Trump was the president. Do you actually think this man is going to try and destroy America with documents? The man who's trying to make America great again? And when Bill Barr comes out and says, oh, well, I think he should be more concerned about that, Bill Barr should be out saying, wait a minute, folks, we might not like that he had the documents, but remember, he held the highest office in the land. What could he possibly do? What do you think he would do? But see, Bill Barr is so jaded and he's so afraid that he wants the approval of these people that he will say and do anything. But think about it. Trump. The 45th president of the United States and the media is trying to make it seem as if though he was going to destroy the country while Joe Biden is destroying the country right before our very eyes, as Kamala Harris would say. And it's like, oh, no, nothing to see here. I cannot. I don't want to say that I can't wrap my arms around it because I know why this is happening. They don't want him back in the office to continue to make America great again. They don't want him in the office so that he can eradicate all these bad players. But, I mean, think about it. The president of the United States had documents, classified, top class, I don't care what you call them. But they were in a secure location. 
the National Archives and the Library Committee, whoever they want to, NARA, they knew that he had the documents. They all knew he had the documents. But now they want to make it seem as if though he was doing something nefarious. They want to make it seem as if though he shouldn't have had the documents. They want to make it seem as if though, you know, he was going to sell these documents to who? To Russia? To China? And he's out every day saying that we need to be aware of Russia and China? Whereas Joe Biden's family received money from Russia and China, millions of dollars. And I want to make bring this up also because I failed to mention it on some of our other shows. I'm not sure that American people are aware that China, without asking, handed over bank statements, the Biden bank statements, to the House Judiciary Committee. Just like, here, here's, here are the documents. Here's all the money that they received. That's very little, hardly ever reported on. That they got documents and they handed them over. Nothing has leaked. <laughs> Nothing has leaked. Why is that? Why hasn't Rachel Maddow said, oh, I've got my grubby little hands on those bank statements? Why hasn't Joy Reid said it? Why hasn't any of those cartoon characters or, or clowns on CNN mentioned it? Or the Washington Post? Because the Washington Post is always getting information. The leakers or the New York Times. Why haven't any of these organizations, newspapers, or people that I've mentioned leaked any of the information that China gave handed over bank statements? Why is that? So while Jen Psaki is saying, well, they should treat Trump the same way they treated Jack, well, what do you mean? They raided Mar-a-Lago. What more do you want? And I have to give it to Trump. He's taking this like, I mean, I don't know what it's like behind the scenes, but man, I I would be pissed to the, the I mean, the height of pissivity, but he's taking this like a true, a true trooper and just saying, hey, this is what I've got to go through in order to save America. This is what I've got to go through. They, they called for my resignation nonstop when I was in office. And then when they mentioned Diane Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi want to come out and say, oh, that's not fair. But you have the president of the United States. You dogged him for four years saying that he should resign, saying that he uh, was deranged. That he was walking around in the White House angry and mad. The walls were closing in. Joe Scarborough. That was one of his statements. And on CNN, oh, the walls are closing in on Trump. He's a mad man. Whereas Joe Biden is an old senile man. No one says anything about it. He failed with Afghanistan. He failed with the economy, supply chain problem. Everything now is about diversity. You know why? Because they're playing to that one voter block, black people, that making them think that, oh, we, we see we're doing all we can to help you. Yeah, but when you look out there, you're destroying all the cities that you're now saying that we can be over. So why would we want to be over something that you've destroyed? You've obliterated all the big cities, and now you want black mayors here. Why isn't Jen Psaki talking about that? That her former boss has completely just like destroyed America. The media won't talk about it. She won't talk about it. And she's now a guest uh, coming uh, – not a guest, but she has her own show on fake news MSNBC. They won't talk about that. But she feels wholeheartedly that they should treat Trump the same way they treated Jack. Well – Again, why didn't Jack have access to that information? What isn't the Biden team doing? 
for security clearance. Remember, uh, what was his name? Jared Kushner? Look at how long it took him to get clearance. And the media talked about it nonstop. He can't get clearance. He shouldn't even be there. And how dare this? And he shouldn't be having access to documents. And he shouldn't this. And he shouldn't that. Whereas his low-level staff had access. And look at what he did. And I know John Kirby's trying to play it down. Mark Miley wants to play it down. Lord Austin, they want to play it down. They're not even out front now because they don't want to be seen. They don't want people to tie this to them. They want to make it seem as if though, oh, we had nothing to do with this. This wasn't us. So don't come after us. We didn't do anything here. But this happened under their watch. So why won't Jan Pasaki call them out and say, you know, if they stop focusing on diversity and equity, maybe things like this wouldn't happen. But she won't say that. She wants to keep that quiet. So they, they put out Patrick Ryder, the Pentagon spokesperson, who's out saying, oh, well, yeah, it was bad, but you know we got him and we're going to talk to him. How bad was it? I hope he spills the beans because I don't think he acted alone, Andrew. I think that there was someone else there acting with him. And if the media was curious enough and truthful and had integrity, they would get to the bottom of this. But we know they won't because it would make them look bad. Yeah, you nailed it, Rob. It's hard to believe, but we're out of time once again tonight. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream, or go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.